Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Stephanie Farlow. Stephanie is a former FBI analyst, leadership instructor, and people manager who combines these and other professional experiences to help people in organizations become the best version of themselves. She partners with other companies to deliver high-quality workshops and co-creates individualized development plans with clients through leadership coaching. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Chris, for having me on this podcast. I'm really excited. Oh, well, I am interested to learn about what these three behaviors are. But before we get into that, share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. All right. Well, again, my name is Stephanie Farlow. And one of my greatest joys in in this professional realm is helping other professionals grow and become the best version of themselves. And that is through leadership coaching. In addition, I am very fortunate to work with you in delivering professional development workshops that help, um, you know, more maybe intact teams and organizations also grow as well. So between the two, it's a lot of fun. I'll definitely say my I am at my best when I work one-on-one with people. And that's really the area where um, I I really, really enjoy because that's a very um, intimate, for lack of a better term, um, manner in which to see somebody grow from the moment Mm -hmm. that you start having your conversations to when um, maybe towards the tail end of your time spent together and to make those observations. Yeah. However, like any like any good professional, we don't just jump into doing this work. And you know, I think in life we all want to feel that it's just this continuum, right? And just kind of keeps going up like this mm-hmm. on a straight curve. And the reality is that life is a mess. Whether <laughs> <laughs> professionally or, or personally, life is a mess. And it's within the mess that we um that we grow and yes. uh, for ourselves so that we can be the best we can for others. And in my previous professional lives, I was a chronic and infectious disease epidemiologist um, before I spent the majority of my career with the FBI, which is where you know we got a chance to meet mm-hmm. working in leadership development. And if it wasn't for those choices that I made to be where we are, I know we wouldn't have met and I wouldn't be where I am today. So all those messy parts in between, I definitely would not change anything because that's part of what made us successful and I think helps me connect with people I work with as well. Oh, absolutely. And we do do rewarding work, don't we? (laughs) We absolutely do. I got to say, Chris, we're so lucky. We work with some exceptional organizations and have met really incredible uh, line employees as well as people managers throughout the conversations, throughout all the topics, right? Emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. personal accountability, Stop procrastinating, you know, <laughs> all those things, which is yes. fun because sometimes the allure of procrastination is always there. Yes, I love it. And those interested in learning more, go to eanstraining.com. Okay, a little ad, enough. 
<laughs> so I'm curious. So there are three behaviors that we need to know about. Can you first tell us what they are and then we'll dive into the first one? Absolutely. So I would say based on my personal and professional experiences, the top three include seeking diversity. And when we talk about diversity, it's not just in terms of people, what we look like on the exterior. It's also about our diversity of experiences, the way we think, the way we see the world and the way we perceive the world to see us. So that's when I talk about diversity, it's more than just um singular person. Second thing is to build resilience, um, which I alluded to when I was talking about how life is a mess and how do we learn from it instead of feeling like we are, maybe, maybe that mess has controlled us. It's really about how do we control the mess? And then finally, it's really about maintaining what you and I always talk about is that growth mindset. Um, and be curious because that's, if we're not, then we have to ask ourselves, are we really living our best lives if we're not continuously growing and developing ourselves? So those are the top three. Awesome. Okay. Let's dive into that first one. Seek diversity. Yeah. So in seeking diversity, I think it's really important that we don't remain, that we don't stay comfortable. Yeah. Because we talked about this before, you and I, it's comfort is good in the sense of maybe recalibration where maybe we're we've stretched ourselves so much that we just need a foundation like a base and then we just kind of collect our emotions our thoughts and then we have to then in order for us to be our professional selves continue to see and seek other people's perspectives there's nothing worse than groupthink there's nothing worse than everyone all being basically being a lemming (laughs) because there's no innovation. There's no growth. There's no sense of continual achievement if we're all agreeing and always on the same page. And I feel like sometimes the best work you and I have done is when we've had those different perspectives, we have these conversations, like this is how I view a perspective. And maybe in that mix is here's somebody I met who don't, who don't think like either one of us Mm -hmm. and have added so much to, to our experiences. And so that in terms of diversity, it's also, and and I also include traveling, whether it's within your own country, definitely, I would say visit a country that is not your own. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those have been some of the most formative experiences for me, even if it is, a country that you feel is similar to the one in which you grew up in, you'd be just like your mind will be blown by how many nuances and differences there are just, just even in a country that you think is similar to your own. And, and, and it really encourages us to be open to those new ideas. So diversity and experiences and meeting other people, different ways of thinking is so critical. I love that. Well, and I could see the first step in that is really self-awareness, right? Because we need to know who we are and and how we present uh, in order to maybe reach out to those that are diverse. Like, for example, I'm a high-level big picture thinker, and I have to surround myself with people who are in the details. Now, I don't mind going into the details in certain areas that I really love, yeah, but I need someone, or, or I'm very tactical, so I need someone that's very strategic, right? So, always finding ways to surround ourselves with diverse people, but I, I think really that first step is know yourself. Anything on that? 
Yeah. I mean, if we don't know ourselves, it's kind of hard to then continue doing this development. So absolutely. Who was that? Was it Socrates or was it Aristotle? I think it was Aristotle. One of the history, man. That's why I surround myself with people who like history. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And I love history. Uh, Some old dude long ago said. Some some Greek theolo- uh, philosopher underneath, <laughs> underneath a glorious tree with the sun. Above, right? <laughs> but absolutely, it's one of the. I feel like some of these wise sayings are just so pithy. They're and they're just they hit you where you need. To yeah. Be. But yeah, everything in terms of being our professional selves. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely starts with self awareness because absolutely. we don't know where we need to develop if we don't know ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And another little trip, uh, trip trick I found with that was uh, the people who tend to frustrate us the most, like we have trouble either communicating with them or understanding their point of view. Those are probably the people we need in our circle the most because they think so differently or they are so different from us. I definitely would echo and emphasize that point. And in order to be fully receptive to their message, clearly, though, we need to make sure that we have lowered our defenses. Yes. Because then, as you know, when people irritate us, it's it's a natural thing, right? That's what we do. The shields go up and we're like, uh, there's nothing you have to say that I want to listen to. And we have to be very cognizant of that and we have to be very intentional in making sure that we are open to the message and not um, think that we have to <laughs> shoot the messenger for life. <laughs> I love that. Keep an open mind. It's important. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Hey, what about uh, resilience? Ah, resilience. I would say that's definitely one of my top favorite topics to discuss. Mm-hmm. And when I work in individually with leaders, it's we really talk about that because it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. leadership is a difficult position. You know, we're asked to lead other human beings. And for most of us, it's in an you know, that is a whole completely new discipline. Yeah. We might have gotten promoted because of our technical expertise. Um, but the thing is that technical expertise doesn't necessarily teach you how to, how to relate and work with other people. And there's a struggle there. And mm-hmm. sometimes we think that just because we have to struggle, that perhaps we're not good at something, or maybe it's not the right thing for us. And I would say, um, I think the intuitive side of us will know when we do something that is right for us. However, some of us have to work at it. Yeah, I would say um, in, in, being, in becoming a leadership facilitator, uh, in beginning, I was terrible. You we know, all I mean, were. It just was one of those <laughs> things that it was a skill I had to work on and I had to be committed to working on it. And because I, I did that, now I am a very comfortable facilitator. And, um, but... If I had thought that, oh, this is too hard because it was really difficult. We've had some very interesting and butt-pushing participants <laughs> in our seminars. I'm working on my diplomatics. <laughs> they helped us grow. And that's part of that's part of the mess I referred to earlier, where we think, oh, yes, I'm like, yes, I'm moving from analysis to doing this work and I love it. And there was a period of time where I was like, I think I made a mistake. Maybe this isn't the right thing for me because I can't seem to either 
um, get through to a particular class or people think that I'm too young or they're like, you don't know anything. And who are you to tell me about leadership? Mm. And it's really working at it and understanding that, again, just because something is difficult doesn't mean we're, we're not meant to do something. Yeah. And to um, just persevere. But it also takes that mindset as well of this is what I am meant to do. I, I definitely intuitively feel that, you know, whatever the thing is that you're meant to do that. And that is your, that is your special sauce in this lifetime. Yeah. So it, if it takes work, that's not a bad thing. And I yeah. think sometimes we, again, sometimes some people think if I have to work at it, it means that I'm not good or it's, it's not intended for me. And I think we, we really need to retweak some of those things, some, some of that type of thinking because that's not true. Absolutely. Well, so I'm hearing a big part of building resilience is paying attention to that negative self-talk. Can you say a little more on that? Yeah. So thank you for bringing up what um, we've talked about as, as our little gremlin, because let's be real people. <laughs> we have voices in our heads. <laughs> all of us do. Yes. We, all of us do. <laughs> Some more than others, but you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Some more than others. And if, if you're listening to this podcast and or watching it, and then you say to yourself, She's full of baloney. I don't have voices in my head. Uh, yeah. Okay. You might have to have a, that's a different conversation. But in all seriousness, we all have that voice. And that voice is either going to be really helpful to us or it can, quite frankly, damage us and mm -hmm. maybe make us a little less resilient. And the key is, and again, going back to what you had mentioned earlier, Chris, about self-awareness about building part of building the resilience is to turn the tone of that inner voice, especially if it tends to be a little more negative. I know my, my gremlin in the past was very, very, very negative. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and I would say I've, I've experienced throughout my professional career personally, and in working with leaders that those who are high performing, who are exceptional uh, human beings, also tend to be the hardest on themselves. Yeah. And so this is where a little self-compassion comes in where, okay, um, let me figure something out. And if this inner voice, if this gremlin is really tough on me, I'm going to basically tell that, um, tell that gremlin to just close the mouth to just, <laughs> and if needs be, and find a new narrative, find a new voice. Find some find a voice that's going to be a little softer and a little more gentler and kinder. Yeah, I love that. And uh, to those folks who are not familiar with your gremlin, there is a classic book out there, Taming Your Gremlin, by I think Rick Carson, if I remember right. Sounds about great. Yeah, great resource for folks. Anything else on the building resilience you want to share before we get into growth mindset? And I know that in that in essence is a a way to also build resilience, but anything else on resilience? I would say that, um, you know, difficulties, uh, the most growth that I know I personally have experienced was because of suffering. Yeah. There's no lack of suffering in life. And part of building resilience is to embrace the suffering. And for, and even the positive things that happen in our lives require us to pivot and adapt and be flexible. And those are the skills that I had to learn because if we aren't flexible, if we're not willing to be adaptable, life has a way of 
could potentially break us. Yeah. And we don't, um, I feel like so many of us, every single one of us is a book waiting to be written. And then I've said this to so many participants in our workshops and I say this to all my coaching clients as well. And so the key is as the authors of our lives, what do we want that narrative to be? How do we want that reading to read and how do we want our stories to be told. And if we are the authors of our own stories, part of that is to embrace the fact that, um, you know, we, we cannot be broken because if we're broken, we cannot complete our own, complete our own stories. Yeah. Nice. Well, and part of that is building a growth mindset. So can you level set us with first, what is a growth mindset? And then how do we get one? So I'm going to give kudos to Dr. Carol Dweck, who basically wrote a book (laughs) called The Book. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's a great book. But in essence, it's those of us who are willing to always learn something new, to be curious, to retain what, um, you know, when I was going through my coaching training is, is that that inner child, that inner curiosity. Um, so long as we retain that means that we're always pushing ourselves and, and moving ourselves forward rather than either staying stagnant or oof, or even reverting back to some of our old ways, which we don't want. Stagnation is terrible because if you've ever seen a puddle of water that's stagnant, Ugh. after a while, it starts <laughs> to stink. Yes. Literally starts to And stink. grows yucky things. Oh, and it grows yucky things. <laughs> so if we're going to use analogies, uh, we do not want to be stagnant. And uh, in, order to, in order to continue to be our best selves, we have to move forward. And that movement requires us to um, always want to see something different, learn something different. Um, I have, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Stack of reading. Yes. Like, this is our all the time. All the time. <laughs> and we'll get through certain piles and then we will have our squirrel moments and go, oh, here's the next shiny uh-huh. growth <laughs> opportunity, uh, experience, and or learning. And that's the key is to on, on any given day, there's always an opportunity to grow. I'll have conversations with someone, uh, maybe just a stranger, but there's a nugget of learning and part of the key of really maintaining and enhancing our growth mindset is some level of reflective activity by the end of the day. And so, and some, I, there's some days where I've been better about this than others, but I definitely encourage people, especially when they have a particular goal in mind is at the end of the day, if you're not a writer, that's okay. But at least think about what is something new that you've learned today? What is that one thing that, that for you was kind of an aha moment. Now it doesn't have to be this great big aha, like, Oh, you know, fireworks are going off, (laughs) but it could be something small. Like, you know, I, I didn't even think about, um, you know, cooking from that perspective, for example, like, Oh, knife skills really are important. It's like, (laughs) skills are important because you don't want to cut off a digit. (laughs) For example, not to say that that has happened to me recently in the past, but <laughs> but in terms of, so it could be grand or it could be, you know, small. And I think part of that is just to give ourselves a little grace. Um, yeah. There's there's someone, I forget who said it, 
But our lives happen in terms of cycles, right? There's an annual cycle. And within that year, there are certain predictable events that happen. And so for the most part, days are kind of, yeah, okay, you know, every day is pretty kind of similar. And part of what we want to do as being our best professional selves is to prepare ourselves to be ready for those moments of you know, the significance of that phone call that you've been waiting for, for either a promotion or a job or maybe a new client or, you know, something else going on. And maybe it's a personal thing, like you're traveling or learning a new language, whatever that is. In order to be prepared for that, we have to open our minds to those possibilities. So that's where the first two in seeking diversity, building our resilience helps us and obviously, uh, overlaying all that is our self-awareness that yeah. all helps for us to be able to maintain, build and grow our growth mindset. I love it. I love how all of those intermingle to help you develop yourself fully, right? Yes. You work in one area, it, it, it helps in all of them. <laughs> It does. And, yeah. and you're right. These are all inter interrelated. Mm-hmm. And while we can talk about each topic more in depth, um, obviously for multiple conversations, yeah. it's, it's part of that understanding that one feeds into another. And again, it's, and it's not a linear loop. And I think sometimes right. in life we, it would just be maybe easier at some point <laughs> if things were linear and we can go step by step by step or just in a nice forward, upward incline. And the reality is that's just not, that's just not life. Yeah. So because kind of do life this. is messy. Life is messy <laughs> and there's beauty in the mess. And I think that's the yes. thing. There's beauty in that mess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Embrace it. Love it. <laughs> oh, now before we get to your final piece of advice, uh, can you share a little bit about uh, products or services or just anything you want our listeners to know about how to get a hold of you? Sure. Um, so obviously, I work with Chris. We deliver workshops together. So you can find me as far as my bio on her website. At the same time, I'm also on LinkedIn. And so if you want to work with me one on one for leadership coaching, you can find me there, send me a message, and we'll have a conversation to see if we if we connect. Because that's what it's also about. When you work with um, coaches, make sure that you feel comfortable with that person. And if you're not, it's all good. But at least yeah. we had a good conversation. There you go. I love it. We'll make sure the links are included in the episode description. Cool. Okay. Your final piece of advice. So my final piece of advice, you, you probably heard it throughout the narrative as we were talking. It's really about that self-love. Mm. And, and tied to that is that self-compassion. Because I know from personal experience, I've been my own worst critic. And, and, and like I said earlier, a lot of very highly successful people tend to have a very harsh uh, inner voice. Yeah. And it, what we don't realize is that by letting that fester, it does eat away at our self-confidence. It eats away at us also health-wise. It just impacts our, our, our mental health. And sometimes we don't know it because that gremlin is very, very sneaky. Yeah. And so it's really important to first and foremost, um, honor and love ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves and if we aren't at our best, we can't be of service to the people around us, to the people we love and to the people we work with. And so self-love, self-compassion is not selfish. It's Mm. just 
makes sense because mm-hmm. again, you know, when we go on airplanes, what is, what is the message? Yeah. We have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first before we can be of service to others. And so that's where self-love is, is your oxygen mask. And uh, that would be my final piece of advice. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Chris. And see you soon. If you'd like to learn more about Stephanie, connect with her on LinkedIn. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.